as you know, God speaks to all of us. And during these times of uncertainty and times of the world being more chaotic, there are times where we just need to sit and listen to what God is saying. So today on Calvary's Compass, we are actually going to take a break from Acts, and we are going to venture into um, a prophetic episode where we're just kind of talking about what God's laying on our hearts and, and, and how he's directing us and how he's guiding us. So sit back and relax and join the conversation of Calvary's Compass. My name is Pastor Aaron. And I'm Pastor Leon. And we'd like to welcome you to Calvary's Compass Conversations. Alrighty, so we are diving in in this podcast uh, to pick up where we left off from the last one. The last one we talked about um, the misconception of fire. We talked about um, you know different experiences of almost a um, I don't want to call it this, but a fake fire, right? That yeah. we've all encountered and experienced, um, and. You know, it kind of brings me to the remembrance of Leviticus chapter 10, where um, Aaron's two sons offered a uh, um, a fake a fake fire to the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. A fake fire of sacrifice yeah. to the Lord. And it was not pleasing to God. You know, I think there are a lot of things that we are doing currently in the church culture that are not pleasing to God with, you know, the emotionalism and with the... Um, <clears throat> The rituals and the legalism. Um, I think, however, um, the motives, you know, could potentially be correct, but the execution is not. What do you mean, exam? I mean, so that our listeners understand what what you're thinking about. (coughs) Excuse me. Yeah. So, um, you know, with the evangelical church, we do see a lot of legalism. Right. We see a lot of, you know, do's and don'ts. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't. And that's what we're considering legalism. Yeah. Um, a lot of laws that are really not in place from God. You know what I'm saying? These are man-made laws for this religion. And um, I think, though, the intention is, in a sense, pure. But, but the execution of it is not right. Meaning, the fire in the Bible always represents God and his presence. Right. You know, it talks about that our God is consuming fire, right? And then the fire of God descends upon the tabernacle um, when Solomon dedicates it. Um, you, you see the fire of God um, in Ezekiel surrounding his throne. You see the fire of God in Daniel. You see the fire of God... Um, you know, with, with Moses in the wilderness, when he, when he led the people by fire and, and so, you know, fire represents God's presence, but when we encounter God's fire, it should ignite a fire within us to desire and pursue him more. Now, I think the legalism came from one man's experience and he turned his, his personal experience into law that you must follow in order to have the same experience. And you can't, look, everybody cannot experience the same thing. I mean, we, we tried to talk about that the last podcast about, you know, we went to, to Florida and, went, you know, encountered this movement and then we didn't experience the same thing other people experienced. But then we then questioned, you know, is this the legit move? Yeah. You know, you know, for example, all right, so l- l- let me just 
pull something up here, and and we're just talking around of First Kings eighteen. Okay. Okay. This is dealing with Elijah and Obadiah. It's dealing with Mount Elijah on Mount Carmel. Okay, and so he said pretty much to the king, "I'm one of the I'm one of the last disciples. I mean, a prophet. Prophets. You have four hundred some prophets." Okay, so we're going to give you a chance to do your thing. You Let's see if your God answers you by fire. And so the Bible talks about where, you know, Elijah, in verse 31, I'm going to read that. It says, Elijah took 12 stones, one of, of each of the tribes of the son of <laughs> Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord came, saying, your name shall be Israel. See, there, he's already honoring God yeah. from that point forward. He's honoring what God established, what God set up. And with the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord and dug trenches around the large enough to hold seas of water, and, uh, water seeds. And so and he ranged the wood, he cut the bull into pieces and laid it. He's just, see, what he was doing is restoring what God established. And so what happens is when we fulfill what God has established, and it's not duplicating an experience, it's honoring God with your life. Yeah. I think that's where fire truly comes and spawns from. When yeah. we truly give honor to where honor is due, not verbally say it. Right. Your lifestyle, you, you how you live it gives honor to God. And I'm not saying, well... See, this is where you the, the legalism comes in. Yes, yeah. this is where the borderline comes in, where legalism steps into our lifestyle. Well, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't cuss, I don't do this, that's this and that, this and that. Therefore, you're now going but, facing about works. Okay, so let's take that. Okay, right. I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't cuss. Okay, let's okay. take that whole theory here. We're gonna step, take a step further, because in America, you know, we we know us evangelicals, we know that you know we believe that. It's not okay to drink. It's not okay to cuss. It's not okay to smoke. But when you go overseas, I mean, I've been to Italy. Mm -hmm. I've been to Spain. There are um, many different cultures of Christians who are absolutely on fire for God who do smoke, who do drink. And they don't get drunk, but they do drink. Um, Some of our famous church uh, leaders... Um, used to smoke Charles mm. Spurgeon. He used to smoke us um, a cigar. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. That I mean, that out the door. <laughs> right. And I mean, so um, you know, some of our founding fathers of our evangelical movement used to drink and used to smoke, and so um, this whole teaching, I believe, spawned from one man's personal convictions. You know. Um, and I'm trying to word it right so that way people don't get offended um, with what we're saying. Right. Because um, anything that steps in between you and God, anything you know, is a sin. Then whether it be that. chocolate, go ahead. Whether it be food, right. whether it be TV, right. whether it be video games. You know, when I was younger, I didn't think about it, but I was so addicted to working out with weights and trying. My goal was to, you know, build my body in a physique way. And I was going twice a day, six days a week. Now I rested on Sunday, but I and and I was very meticulous in what I ate because, you know, when I was younger and I, you know, when you in North Carolina, I was a member of Gold's Gym. Um, I didn't realize how unbalanced I was because I'm thinking, you know, my body's the temple, so I'm trying to make my temple good. Well, what was I really trying to make my temple good for? God right. or for myself or for trying to attract other girls? <laughs> you know, when you're 16, 17, 18. Yeah, you're that's actually, the goal. That's right. really the goal. It's really had nothing to do with God. It had everything to do with me, my vanity. Yeah. 
And so, and so I'm glad you brought that up because there's a lot of aspects yeah. that we, that we can point out, okay, oh, you know, this and this and this, that, that, you know, that's a sin, but we don't, well, look I don't at, drink, I don't smoke, but do you gossip? Mm-hmm. Backbite, talk about people and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I agree because, you know, food, um, soda. I mean, even with, with you, yeah. you've, you've just been detoxing from coffee. Yes. How many cups of coffee did you have a day? 16 to 12 cups. Excuse me, 16 to 24 cups a day. That's a lot. That's a lot. And and God, you know, in you know, I went through some things physically. And uh this since when oh my goodness, February. Yeah. Since February, yeah. and I've been trying making changes and and one of the things that I was determined like I'm not going to allow anything to control me. Right. You know, and so I've realized that though coffee, you know, God's been teaching me moderation. Yeah. And I'm not saying drinking coffee is bad, but do it in moderation. Right. And this is what you're trying to get to. It's where, you know, we're talking about it's not the drinking. Heart. Yeah. It's all based on the heart. I mean, even Jesus said, I mean, if you want to go to what uh, Matthew yeah. 11, 18, yeah. he said, he pretty much says that, you People know. People call me a drunkard. Glutton, you know, you know, tax collect, friends with tax collectors, collectors and sinners. Yeah. So what is that? He eats too. Was they saying he's eating the wrong food and he's drinking, he's drinking too much? Too much, yeah. You Partying too much. I mean, even at John two talked when Jesus turned the water into wine, and they said you you gave the best for last. You, yeah. you know, so really well, that's unfermented. No, no, it wasn't. Then it would have said unfermented. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So the reason why we're bringing this up is not specifically dealing with drinking, but more or less talking about the what, motive behind it. Correct. If, if you're addicted to drinking, dude. Stop. Mm-hmm. If you're addicted to alcohol, I mean to um to smoking, stop. stop. But likewise, if you're addicted to um playing games on your phone, or scrolling through Facebook, or mm-hmm. for me, scrolling through TikTok. Yeah, you know, if you go on your phone and look at uh look at your um uh, uh minutes on your phone, how much it's used. You know, one time, and it really smacked me in the face. Uh, one time, it said that I I uh, was on my phone for ten hours every day that week. That's a lot. That's of a time. lot of time on your phone. You got twenty four hours, and at least six to seven of those hours you sleep. So right. That's seventeen hours. So we're not here saying you need to give up phones and you need to give up all this other stuff and you need no. to live a holy sanctified life. No, live life in moderation. Correct. And and do things that 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 don't control you like you know okay let's bring this up when you okay and i know some people has mixed reviews about this okay but i'm gonna be very frank and honest we those who are listeners if you haven't seen us online or whatever we have tattoos Mm -hmm. and we don't have it going up our neck up our head and all that stuff but we have we have tattoos and i'm not done i'll just be honest arms are covered and so um you know when you had your first tattoo my religion kicked in and said, Aaron, I don't want you to get your tattoo, man. That's just, you're marking up your body. That's permanent. Da, 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 da. I mean, I was reaming you out. But yet, when you said, you told me, I mean, you're, you're illegal. I couldn't stop you. Yeah. You know, well, 18, yeah. right? And, I, and you know, you, you said, Dad, I'm going to do it with or without you. So I thought, you know, Mom and I talked. We thought, well, if you're going to do it without us, we, we'd rather be involved. So we're like, well, let us be there when you, you know. Design it. When you yeah. design it, make sure it's. You know, not going to embarrass you when you get older. You know what I'm saying? Because 18 year old is still that's a big decision. Yeah, a permanent decision. So you know, and here I am. Check this out. I'm preaching, and I'm preaching about um, Christos, Christ the Anointed One. And as I was preaching about Christ the Anointed One, 
that's when the Holy Spirit said, there's your first tattoo. Okay, so I got my first tattoo. And so, and then people are like, no, God didn't say you can do that. No, God said he'll give you the desires of heart. Is that something you really want? And here's the thing. When I started praying about it, you know, after my first tattoo, I said, God, did I do something wrong? Did I mess up? He says, as long as it doesn't become top priority, I'm not going to ask you to stop. See, and I think that's where we're messing it. We, we, we're missing the point of relationship. And that's where fire comes, your relationship with God, not in what you do or don't do. Yeah. That's why we brought up these hot topics in this conversation, because of the fact it it's really stems from the heart. Yeah. If look, can you can you walk away for thirty days and it not bother you? Right. You know, can can you can you get to the point where it doesn't control you? It doesn't control. See, here's my problem. Okay, let's. My problem was coffee. Okay, I had bad problems with coffee. Didn't know it until I decided. You know what? I'm done with coffee. I can't keep doing this because I was starting to read side effects of too much coffee. Yeah. Okay, and I'm like, this is bad. I mean, I mean, physically, emotionally, mentally, even causes depression. Crazy, anxiety. right? Anxiety. It stops cortisones in your body, and 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 you, even though you're you're feeding your body fluids, you were dehydrated in your body. And man, I'm telling you, when I started, and then you know, God says, can you can you stop this for me? Can you just take thirty days and just not drink coffee? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, absolutely. I don't, I'm, that's not my life. Coffee's not, I don't live for coffee. You know what I mean? But when I wake up every morning, was first thing I got, coffee. Mm-hmm. And throughout the day, you work with me here in the office. Mm-hmm. I drank so much cups of coffee, it was ridiculous. Ridiculous. And so, and I use that as an example. Nothing should be controlling your life. And again, our convictions are not supposed to be your convictions. No, far from it. And, and, and the thing about this whole legalism thing is, um, it was one guy who got convicted yep. who set it into law of motion. Yep. And he said, in order to maintain the fire, you have to do this, 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 and this, which is false. Right. It's false. It's it, not true. It worked for that person. And that person. But check it out. When they created that, it created bondage mm-hmm. and it created more damage to the body. Oh, yeah. I mean, I grew up in legalism. I was raising you, though you're it's the tail end of it, so to speak. I grew up in where women couldn't cut their hair. Men couldn't wear short sleeves or shorts. When men couldn't really have facial hair and long hair because they, they took the ideology. You have to be separated from the world. If you look Wait, like men world, couldn't have facial hair, mm-mm. but doesn't Leviticus say that men should not cut their beards? Just, but that's legalism. Right. But it says in the Bible that right. men shouldn't cut their beard. Right. And it, that you shouldn't wear mixed clothing. And and so this is what was confusing because, I'm, you know, you're reading these things in the Bible at a young age. I mean, even at 16, I was like, you know what? I'm done with all this. And I wasn't done with God. I was just done with all trying to keep up with everything because I couldn't keep up. i tell you that. And my parents thought I backslid, and I didn't. I didn't backslide. I always loved God. My heart for God never changed. My fear for God never changed. It just I was tired of keeping up with the church. Yep. It was a lot of pressure for me as a young, young, you know, teenager. And so, you know, so sixteen, I was like, you know what? I'm. I just I got to take a break from it. I still went to church. You know what I mean? You know, and I wasn't doing stupid stuff, but I did. You know, I I hung out with my friends. You know what I'm saying? And so, <clears throat> so that being said. It, fire is not what you do. Fire is not what you abstain from. 
Mm-hmm. Fire is based solely on your relationship with God, and this totally defies everything I was raised in yeah. and raised you in right. in the church. And so when you're dealing with fire, fire gets hot. I mean, even going going back to First Kings where it was talking about all the things that was taking place, and, and then once he honored God because of his relationship, Elijah, and he did what God told him to do, fire came down from heaven. Yep. Therefore, showing to the whole nation who the real God was. Right. And see, here's the thing that that people don't understand, right? You know, fire represents God, but also it represents him accepting a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And so um, whenever God would, whenever a sacrifice would be offered to God, fire would come down and consume it with, with Elijah and you know, in the tabernacle days with Moses and, you know, fire would come down and consume the offering with Solomon. Right. And so, um, with acts, um, you know, we don't see them offering a sacrifice, Mm -hmm. right? Why? Because the sacrifice was already paid for. Yeah. Jesus was the sacrifice. And, and so what we must do now, you know, we technically don't have to sacrifice anything anything why think about it why because jesus already was the perfect sacrifice he did it all once he was the sacrifice was once and for all it was it yep it's finished that's why he said it was finished yeah and that's why the veil was torn from top and notice this fire comes down when we cling on to Mm -hmm. his sacrifice and stop trying to work on our own sacrifice to him and here's the thing think about that meshach shadrach and abendio they were thrown in the fire of persecution okay but there were they said there was a fourth man in the fire the fire was so hot that the men that threw them in there it overtook them okay they literally exploded literally because it was that hot and so here's the thing when when you're in fire okay god's fire can be two things and we've talked about this in other podcasts in different scenarios you know talking about remember we used through correlation of wind yeah if you're if you're going with God, the wind propels you. If you're going against God, you've, you're fighting things, and it's the same principle with fire. Fire can either consume you one way or the other. Yeah, and and so and so when you know when this and we're trying to deal with the the thought process of what Pentecost looks like within the eyes of the church yeah. that must be changed because this uncontrollable movement that that. That you can't control your body, or you can't control what you say, or you can't control what your what's what's being done. That Holy Spirit's totally taking over you. Well, my Bible says that the Holy Spirit's a gentleman, and 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 he, you know, what I mean, so he's not going to make you do something you're not going to do. He's not going to make you do anything. There, you have to be a willing vessel. Yeah. And then he's given man a free will to choose. Yeah. And and you choose to obey God then you're going to be cognizant mm-hmm. of your surroundings, of what's going on. I mean, we used to, we used an examples. I think last podcast, if you, have, if you haven't heard last podcast, you might want to hear it. Pause where you're at. Jump back. Yeah. Hear the last podcast. Pick back up. Because because you when you're moving with God in his fire, fire doesn't mean you got to be shaken, no. jolting like you're, you're in Crazy. convulsions of some kind. You know what I'm saying? Or rolling yeah. on the floor. I, I grew up seeing all that stuff. Yeah. And, and, and really, you know, Holy Spirit is, is God and, and, and within us. Okay? Jesus came to be with us. Holy Spirit is God in us. Yep. And so, 
And so we we live in a in a place now where two worlds have to collide. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> remember? Yep. We talked about it. Two worlds. You know, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on, on earth, earth as, as it is, is in heaven. heaven. So this is where you're bringing it all together, with you being the centerpiece of allowing God to invade earth through you. Mm-hmm. And you got to be aware. What is God saying? He that have an ear, let him let hear. Him. So you need to hear what God is saying and know what he's saying so that when you come up to these situations in your life, that you're not oblivious. Now, there's some things you're not going to know. You need to learn to lean on God. But there are other things that you're going to have to learn to know what God said and yep. trust what he has said yep. and live it out. Yep, That's still that. keeping the fire going. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Yep. yep. So, I mean, really, in the end of it, you know, we don't really have to s- sacrifice anything, I don't think. Mm-mm. Now, like we said, if it gets in the way of you and God, you have to be listening to what God is saying. Right. Like, you know, you had to hear God say, cut the coffee, dude. Yeah. You know, it's getting too much. Yeah. It's getting to the point where it's too much. Yeah. You know, but God created things for you to have fun with. He created things for you to enjoy. Right. You know, enjoy his fruits. Enjoy who he is. Correct. You know, enjoy chocolate in moderation. Enjoy right. different things in moderation. You know... Anything is a it can be a health detriment to your body. Anything. And that's why that moderation is important. You know, and again I bring it up, you know, I can hear some of you say, Well, what about if you're drinking or smoking? Drinking's bad for your liver and smoking is An bad excess. for your lungs. But eating, it gives you fatty heart. <laughs> Overeating, gluttony. You know what I'm saying? I know preachers today, and you probably know of them, can't stand up to preach. Yeah. They have to sit down because they're overweight. I mean, I was watching a documentary where um, even if you eat too much meat, it thickens your blood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it becomes, like, cloudy and, and murky. Yes, it does because there's too much protein. Yeah. You have to have – that's why they so say So much so, diet. get this, that, you know, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Um, the bodybuilder? Yeah. He's actually full vegetarian now. Yeah, because he was all protein at first. Yep. I mean, I remember He did him. so much damage to his body yeah. when he was eating just meat, 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 yeah, meat. Yeah, but that's why he was so big. No, oh, man, he was he huge. He was huge. 18 years old, he was huge. Yeah. Big guy. Big yeah. guy. Um, but, um, you know, now he's full vegetarian. Like, yeah. He only eats vegetables. Well, that's not good neither. That's Your body's right. going to suffer. But, but he had to counteract all the, the damage all the years that he's not. I mean, think about it. Protein shakes, protein powder, Protein bars. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Just protein, protein every single day, multiple times a day. And that's not healthy. No. I mean, and that's why even in your diet, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to have a healthy, maintained diet that, you know, cut the chips. Yeah. Cut the sodas. Cut the crap. Absolutely. You know, because I mean, why? Why is this turning into a health podcast? I mean, but um, but think think about it though. I mean, if your body really is the temple, see, here's the thing: people back then, during the legalism times, were focusing. Your body's the temple of the Holy Ghost. You need to honor your body. Don't get tattoos. Don't drink. Don't smoke. But yet, you know, we're okay to go to Western Sizzler after we go to church and eat a huge meal of baked potatoes and steaks and all this <laughs> other stuff. That sounds good right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> it does. But, but you know, point being, you know, we want to honor our bodies. Right. We want to, you know, <clears throat> honor God through our life. And not just <clears throat> eating. Let's go in the mental aspect. Honor yeah. your body and what you entertain in your mind. 
Right. See, that's also moderation because you you have to live in a place where even your thoughts <laughs> needs to be subjected to God. And and the Bible talks about renewing your mind every day. Every day. You know, and what should you think on things are good, just, pure, lovely, you know, and the Bible lists on the things you should be thinking about. Yep. And so 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 this is still a, a conduit of keeping the fire going in you because Every aspect of your life needs to be yielded to God. Yeah, listening to Holy Spirit. Listening to Holy guide Spirit guide you. Guide you. Yeah. And 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 the and the thing is, you know, our goal is not to artificially create a fire. Right. Which that's what we've been trying to do, honestly. Yeah. And we didn't realize it. No. Nope. Through the legalism, you know, we've been artificial. That's an artificial fire. That's what that's what was talked about in Leviticus 10, the, the fake fire. Well, think about this. Artificial. First thing that comes to my mind is the artificial sugar. Uh-huh. Too much of it is bad. Uh-huh. The aspartame in that artificial sugar, like like your uh, diet sodas, and that is horrible. It's worse than, you might as well be better off drinking a regular soda than a diet soda because the, the aspartame in that soda is worse off than just drinking a regular. Uh-huh. You know, it's funny because I'd walk by people and they got a Diet Coke, but they got a big old candy bar. <laughs> What's the difference? It counteracts it. it. Yeah, it counteracts. So it really does it. You're really hurting yourself yeah. more. But like, you know, with all this being said, you know, what has happened is this legalism has now come into the body and damaged the body. We We have we have damaged it to the point where people are just leaving in droves. And the fire is going out all across America. Yeah. Why? Because it was an artificial fire. Yep. yep. It wasn't real. It was it was propagated and maintained through works based system. But the reality is the sacrifice has already been paid for us. All we have to do is accept that sacrifice and live in the grace that God has given us to live in for this day and move forward in him. Stop trying to strive your way into a movement, yeah. you know? Stop trying to work your way into the next revival. Yeah. And, 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 and you can't recreate something that you are familiar with. Now, God does not change. We know that. He's unchangeable. And therefore, he's so perfect that he doesn't need to change. It's we who change. But we are so comfortable with familiarities yeah. that if it's not what we're familiar with, then we're we're first to oust out any movement or any change right. in the life. But the Bible says in Ephesians 4.30, says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God who, with whom you are sealed with the day of redemption. Grieving the Holy Spirit is not not speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. Grieving the Holy Spirit Listen to me. This is this is a little, little different. Grieving the Holy Spirit is not he- hearing the voice of God and obeying. Yeah. Whatever that consists of. Mm. See, I was raised of don't grieve the Holy Spirit, so you need to exercise praying in tongues. Wow. That's how I was raised. Now, do I, am I knocking the people who raised me that way? No, because I think they didn't. Ha- they lacked understanding, like I lacked understanding. Of what it really consists of, and I think now uh, there's there are revelations every day that the Holy Spirit gives from God, and we gain that new perspective. And as yep. you gain the new perspective, you got to be open, and being open and yielding to knowing what God is saying and what God is doing. I mean, think about this. Think about Jonah and Tarshish. Yeah, you know, he ran to you know away and yep. to Tarshish instead of going to Nineveh. 
you know, he, he was trying to prevent what God was ready to do. Mm. And but kicking or screaming, he had to obey God. He was the man of the hour, and he, therefore he had to go do something. Now, granted, this was after the fact that uh, they were enemies, the Amicalites and all that stuff. They were the worst kind of the enemies you can have. Um, they were there to, they captured it, you know, Jerusalem and went through the seven year bondage. This was after that fact, believe it or not. And so, and so, you know, Jonah's like, you know, God, I want you to put judgment on them. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I don't want to save them. Their soul don't need to be saved. Yep. But in reality, God wanted their soul saved. He wanted, he wanted to give them an opportunity to turn. Yep. And so they want, I mean, he, he said eight words. (laughs) Eight words. And now you said, what was the original? In the Hebrew, it's only like three. Three words. And he, he his, that was his sermon. Few words, and the whole nation turned. Yep. But he didn't want it. He was so upset about it. But see, we can't pick and choose who can and can't receive. Yep. It's obedience. You obey God. God has a purpose for your obedience. He has a plan. And when you follow what God's doing, that's the, when you don't, you grieve the Holy Spirit. And and, and, and you, you cause them to be um, very, I mean, it's grieving is beyond standard grief. I mean, a grieving is a, is a upheaval of yep. the inside. It's a death. Yeah. Like a death. And, and, and this was a, that means you're, you're literally killing the spirits moving inside of you you're quenching the fire right and Literally. so we want the fire going this is how you stoke the fire yep obey even though you're trying to make sense of it it's not your job it's it's your it's above your pay grade our job is to hear god obey god and do what he says do what he says yeah not what we think we should be doing or mm. what we think other people should be doing or a congregation or denomination should be doing. If we truly come to become a church that fully functions by obedience, mm. you will see the, the nation of America and around the world literally change right before our eyes in a matter of a moment. I agree. And I think the the, you know... The bottom line is I think people do want to see God's moving, you know? Yep. And, and, but they're so stuck, right? In the, in the Egypt of legalism, right? It's, it's bondage, it's slavery. And they're tired of false fires. They're yeah. tired of people proclaiming they got something that they don't. And they don't. And, and, you know, we were just talking the other day. It's like, you know, we just want something real. Mm-hmm. There's and there's there's got to be something more to all of this than what we're doing. Yeah, you know, there's got to be something more to this whole church thing. There's got to be something more to just than than just coming in, singing two or three songs, and preaching and going home. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And there is, and there is, but what? You know, what does that next stage look like? I don't think we know what that next stage looks like. But as we follow God and we listen to His voice. We will know what that next stage is. Yeah. It is the sheep that hears the voice of the shepherd. Yep. And this still pertaining to the true fire. Yeah. You know, Moses, had he not obeyed and took off his sandals, he would not encountered the fire of God in his own right. life personally. I mean, he was a man on the run. He murdered people. Yeah. You know what I mean? He did some stuff. Yeah. And was caught doing it. And so he thought, let me go to the backside of the desert where no one knows me, no one can see me, no one understands me. 
And so let me just do my Hide thing. Hide for 40 years. But, you know, but isn't that how we feel in church? Let me just do my thing. You know, let me just, you know, stay away from people. If I, if I don't have to interact with people, and that's how some people think. If I don't have to interact with people, I'm better off. Yeah. But that's not what God's called us to do, whether no. we like it or not. No. We have to interact with people. We have to engage with people. We have to have relationships. And we have to be willing to step out of our comfort zones and step into the unfamiliar territories once again. Yeah. And, and, and go ahead and branch yourself out. This is still the fire. Yeah. It really is. Believe it or not. The, well, this sounds simple, Pastor. It you is. Know, you're, 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 you know, God's fire has to be more than. Why? Why are you making more than what it is? He is fire. He is Our what God it is. God is a consuming fire. He's a consuming yeah. fire. Hebrews. And so if he is fire, then, then why? Does God need you to make him fire? No. No. Nope. And he was, you know, fire before anything else. Absolutely. And I, don't, I mean, I honestly think that the only reason he shows up as fire to us is because that's all we can perceive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think there's a deeper level and dimension of glory, you know, that that God shows up. Um, and, and when he shows up, you know, we, we see it yeah. as fire, but it's really, I bet you it's really not even fire. No. I bet you it's something even far deeper than that. Well, think about when Moses, when, you know, God was trying to invite the people to up come on the, up mountain. on the mountain and they saw the fire, the smoke, mm. you know, the heart of thunder, the lightning, all the things. And, and though Moses entered in that, I mean, he, he, they, they said, you go up, speak to God and bring, and you relay the message, you relay the message. And so he goes up, climbs the mountain and he enters in. And once he's in, he was up there for a long time. Yep. To him, it probably meant, probably felt like minutes, seconds. Yeah. But, but in reality, time, time with God is different than our time here on earth. (laughs) Think about Mm. that. It could have been just a, a five minute conversation he had with God, but then it was 40 days Almost like uh, Interstellar. Yeah. Yeah, when when he yeah. goes to that one planet. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the movie. But yes, I did. They go to a, a planet. Times. It's such a good movie. <laughs> um, they go to a planet, and they're like, yeah, you know, it's it's such amount of time on compared to Earth. But it turns out they were there for like 30 minutes, and it was like 30 years yeah. on Earth. Yeah. And like he came back to the ship, and his daughter had aged. Like she was like the same age he was yeah. when he left. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Such yeah. a good movie. But I, I, that's kind of how I perceived it, because when Moses finally entered in the fire yeah. of God, that it was not, it was, it was only reason why he's considered an all-consuming fire is because things that are not of God, he's going to burn it off of you. Right. It's not supposed to be in you or around you. Right. And, and, and therefore, when you walk with conviction. Right. Not condemnation. Conviction. What is it that God's convicting you from? Because my conviction is definitely not the same as your conviction and vice versa. Yeah. And some of your listeners, your conviction is not like my conviction. Right. And that's okay. Because that's because the Bible says that that you have to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So however your salvation is connected and woven in that place, that's between you and God. It's none of my business, none of your business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we make it our business, unfortunately. Yeah. And I know I growing up all I kept hearing in church was what you're doing wrong, what you need to do to be better. You're not like me. I'm, you know, I'm mm-hmm. holier than you. You know, I live a life different than you. I'm, I'm cut by a different cloth than you are. So you got to work to become like me. And so right. we're creating little gods for our own little kingdom. Selfishness. And and the reality is we're supposed to be building God's kingdom, not ours. 
Hmm. That's that's the truth of it all. That's true. And 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 because of that, I think we've failed generations mm-hmm. now. You know, we've failed so many people and so many people have left the church because we have created a a false fire, yes, a strange yep. strange fire. And that's why you don't see God showing up in services because it's a fire he's not familiar with. Right, he he finds no pleasure in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what, what reason why God don't show up because your worship isn't isn't right, or how you're singing the song and how the music's being played is not right. Well, no, that's a bunch of junk. Mm-hmm. It really is, and and that's that's a false perception of what real fire pertains. God only is moved by your heart. Yep. And if we, as a body, collectively come with the right heart, God moves. I agree. Completely. And and this is why, you know, for example, rain. Rain, like for like last night, we were all gathering around, uh-huh. you know, your daughter's birthday is yeah. today, actually. But those who are listening, it was a couple days ago. Yeah, a couple yeah. days ago. So anyway, and and so long story short, it rained here in Clear Spring, but in the Hagerstown didn't rain. Yeah. I mean, it poured. There was lightning, thunder. The whole works, but it didn't rain in your area. Nope. And that's and that that's like in church, it's it's weird when people who are wanting to experience the rain in their life look at other people who are walking in the rain, but you don't know what they've been through, you don't know what they are going through, you don't know the things that they had to go through to get to the point where God releases rain in their life. Now there are moments when God releases rain over everyone, mm-hmm. you know, but then but then that's those moments, right? But go ahead. So. Let me ask you then, what is church supposed to be? It's supposed to be a body of people coming to fall in love with God over and over and over again. I I think, you know, really, and I think a lot of pastors and preachers will probably kick me in the rear for saying this. They will say this is not right because the Bible says not to forsake the assembly. And, And really, church is meant for the people more than God. And and so, and I know this goes against, and I, we find ourselves saying this a lot. I know it goes against the main line of things, but in reality, church is for each other because God knows that we as human beings need each other. And what's going on is, and this is the deception of the enemy, when COVID came, though there were some good aspects that came out of COVID, but it initiated um, um, self-reliance. Mm. And not dependence on others. I was gonna say something different. No, go ahead. I was gonna say lazy laziness. <laughs> well, that's more blunt. I was trying to be nice about it. Um, but yeah, it, it, we are getting lazy when it comes to our connection. So church is really for each other, so that we come together in like mind, like faith, to worship the same God. And that's why denominations really, you know, different denominations aren't really a big thing, yeah. really, yeah. because when you go to heaven. There's no denomination. There's no denominations. When Jesus comes to this earth, there's no denominations. It's true. It's just one kingdom. If we serve the king, then we are king's kids. We're part of the kingdom. Right. What is is religion other than, you know, a man's perception on what is being said? And who's to say what his perception was, was all true. Mm. I believe they're just, that was just partial revelations. I don't think they were full revelations, but what happens? We notoriously take. We turn something, into doctrine. We turn into doctrine, and I and I call them um, 
man's theology. Well, here's the thing. When you go to D.C., we're not far from D.C. We're about an hour, hour and a half from D.C., uh, west from west from D.C. And so when when you go to D.C., there's all these memorials of mm. all these things that happened. You go to our denomination, Cleveland, Tennessee, Church of God. The international headquarters are there. I've never been there. Neither have I. <laughs> I need to go there at least once. I'm in the denomination. I've been in it for over 20 years. So <laughs> I need to go once. Um, so um, Memorials. Bumps, yeah. There are memorials. Thanks for bringing me back on track. There are memorials there. I've never seen them. But, I mean, down to the first meeting house in North Carolina and and, and, and all these things that were going on, uh, and, and the they created memorials. Yeah. Memorials are great, but guess what? Those were movements yeah. that had happened. What happened when Moses, God told Moses, because the snakes went out with binding people, anyone who was bit by the snake looked at the bronze and serpent would receive healing. And what happened next? I think in Joshua's time, they now mounted the bronze and snake in the temple mm. as a collective point of worship. Why are we worshiping movements? That's not fire. Right. Wow. And we got to get to the point where we're not worshiping. And okay, for example, man, it was church today is not like it was in the twenties and the fifties. Man, oh, it's dead today. It's dead. God's not moving. False. You're still hung up. Reason why maybe God's not moving because you're still hung up with those bronze and snake that's supposed to be mounted. <laughs> yeah, as a one-time healing thing. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, at some point, when do we say? I'm enough? gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna live in today. Correct. Right. I'm going to live in what God's moving is today. Yes. Paul said it right. Forgetting those things which are behind, reaching yeah, forward. Yeah, leaving behind the former things yes. to go forward. Yes. Old things have passed away. Behold, the day has come. Right. Yeah. And his mercies are new every morning. Every morning. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, we continue to expect God to move in the same way he did. But then when he does, he's like, well, well why didn't God move? Well, he, you know, he moved the way that you wanted him to. It's just normal to you now. Right. But yeah, so um, for this podcast, you know, we've been talking about strange fires. We've been talking about different types of like legalism and all that stuff. And, you know, it's it's sometimes difficult to get your mind out of that mindset of thinking, you know, um, where you've been taught one thing for such a long period of time. But um now God's trying to change things and he wants to show you the fire. You know, he wants right. to he wants you to live in that fire. You know, when that fire is his glory, it's his presence, it's his moving. And the next podcast I think we're gonna talk about his moving and yeah. and how he moves and, and what what's next. Um, but for now, you know, we just wanna thank you for tuning into Calvary's Compass. Um, we wanna thank you for listening and those of you who are supporting us, thank you for that. Um if you like what you heard, check us out on Facebook, MountCalvaryChurchGod.com. Um, we want to hear your opinions. We want to know what you're thinking. Um, if you want to check out our sermons, it's on our website. It's on our app. Um, but yeah, you know, these strange fires, God's wanting to stop and he wants to move because he wants to move. Um, so we want to thank you. We're going to talk about his moving next time. But until then, God bless and we'll see you next week. See ya.